Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. everybody, welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul the Shrink, who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. I am here today with my friend and colleague, Colleen Cook. Welcome to the show, Colleen. Well, thank you. An absolute pleasure to spend time with positive people. Positive and people named Paul. <laughs> perfectly presented. <laughs> we have some fun with that. So, folks, Colleen is, as I indicated, a friend of mine. We know each other through the National Speakers Association and uh, have a lot of fun with that group, don't we, Colleen? We do. Outstanding people. And you've been an inspiring and motivating force in this world for a couple of decades now as you've been speaking and sharing your message. And this started with kind of an interesting, specific area. Um, I'll, I'll let you introduce that a little bit as part of your story, but folks, Colleen has taken her story and turned it into a resource that is helping people worldwide as they experience upgrades in their own life, specifically in the area of weight loss and success habits that are associated with weight loss from surgical procedures, that's pretty darn specific. It is. But this has been your area, hasn't it, Colleen? It has. It has. But so many of these principles translate to good life living, good habits and good uh, behaviors associated with all sorts of decisions that we make. Well, that is for sure. In fact, I received a copy of your book, and thank you for sending that over, The Success Habits of Weight Loss Surgery Patients. And Colleen, I probably never would have gone to the store and picked this up for myself. Probably not. (laughs) But you know what? I've been reading it in preparation for our conversation today, and I read a lot of personal development material. A lot. And this book, to me, carries some principles that are so common in the personal development space, basic principles, you know, that ensure success, not just with weight loss surgery, but with any aspect of life that we can apply these principles to. And I'm sure we're going to come right back to that. But would you start us out by just sharing a little bit of your story? Give us the context. You bet, Dr. Paul. You know, I I struggled with my weight throughout my life a little bit um, through through elementary school and a little bit in high school and was carrying maybe 20, 30 pounds or so at that time and enough to be uncomfortable and, and um, uneasy uh, in a lot of different situations. And, and I had were married and had three beautiful children and gained a little bit with each one of them, <laughs> and they were worth it. Does but um, I guess they never did lose it. Does this sound familiar to anyone? <laughs> 
yes, and then wow. add, added more and added more. And, mm-hmm. and um, in, in, the late, uh, in the early 1990s, I, I found myself, I'm five foot two, I weighed 250 pounds, was unhappy and unhealthy and discouraged and depressed, and I had, was borderline diabetic and I had high blood pressure and I was just not in a good spot with my my little family and and so I uh, had struggled with my weight throughout my lifetime different you know diets and pills and powders and things that I had tried mm-hmm. and I had heard of a you know a, sur- a surgical procedure and intervention and I went in in 1993 uh to visit with a surgeon about the possibility and while it offered me some great hope uh, my insurance wouldn't cover it and it was just such a sad hard thing to hear that yes there may be some hope for you however <laughs> mm-hmm. there's no coverage for it and so I went my way in tears and, and depressed and gained another 25 pounds or so and mm-hmm. and was just so distraught and and felt hopeless really and I one day coming home from a long trip with my wonderful husband he said it was we talked about it, he said you know let's just pay cash for that procedure and we took out a second mortgage on our home Mm -hmm. and which is a very risky thing to do I mean because had there been any complications or things and um, it would have been a a problem but we did pay cash for it it was many many years ago and so it wasn't of course as much as it was today but Mm -hmm. I had come to that point in my life with a very firm belief that successful people are willing to do those things that unsuccessful people are not willing to do. And as scary as it was and as hard as it was, I knew I needed to do something that would help to have some kind of intervention to help me get a handle on this. And I knew as I went in and met with this uh, surgeon again, with tears in my eyes and all the heart I had struggled with to say, help me fix this. I knew from the beginning where the responsibility would lie, Mm -hmm. but I also knew that I was at a point where my body was not going to respond. I'd lost and gained hundreds of pounds up to that point, and those who struggle with the effects of the disease of obesity need, um, in my belief, some sort of medical uh, intervention. So Mm -hmm. that was how I, what I did, and so I had... um, uh, what was an open gastric bypass, and again, it was 20 years ago. Um, oh. These days, it's kind of on the cover of all the magazines, and it's a little more well-known, a little more well-expected. There's four or five different procedures that are being done. Um, mm-hmm. Mine was open, uh, meaning uh, after that, they started doing laparoscopic procedures, so it's it's easier it's now. It's invasive. being covered by more yeah. and more insurance companies, and um, it was a great decision for me. Uh, five years later, my husband had surgery as well, mm-hmm. and so we're a bariatric family. We know this road, and we know the struggle, um, and it continues to be a lifetime commitment and struggle to maintain my weight, um, and that, that, again, is all back to recognizing where the responsibility lies, <laughs> which is personally. <laughs> yes, and that's where your book starts. I- Yes. I really appreciate this, Colleen, because whether it's whether it's weight loss or a financial issue or some kind of a health issue, whatever it is, I think that is probably the most important starting place, the most important principle to wrap our heads around first. Would you agree yes. with that? 
I I would. I would. And you know, I would say that the one of the greatest contributions that I've made to this particular uh community of of those who are struggling with health and and weight issues is I organized the chaos a little bit. There were a lot of articles and research here and research there and people thinking they should do this or do that. Um and so I I did some significant research to identify the most successful people. Mm. Who yeah, and was there anything that they had in common that we could point to to say do this, not that? Because mm-hmm. it is not a be all end all. It is not the end of the story by any means. It is a beginning, and with, together with a the surgical intervention to implement principles that we know from our years of research work. That's where our personal accountability and the the connection to the wise and our own habits and mm-hmm. and really changing how we think and feel about food and how it plays a part in our lives. There are some basic principles that determine those outcomes. So it's not like a magic wand solution. You can go get the surgery and you will never have to worry about your weight again. It's not that not kind the of case. thing. Right. <laughs> not the case. Well, you describe it as a tool in your book. Yes. When, when you realize that this is a tool that can help you accomplish your goal, but you still take personal responsibility for the outcomes, then yes. you can use that tool effectively. You know, and when I, when I chose to have surgery, I didn't tell very many people. Um, sometimes in our lives we try and fail so many times that we don't want people to know about our efforts or what we're trying now until we see if it's going to work out, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't tell very many people, and, and there are many people that I work with that don't that choose not to let people know they have they have uh, taken this step. I remember from the hospital calling a friend of mine and saying, "Kind of guess what I just did," and I always remember she said, "Oh, you are so lucky." Mm. And I thought, "Wow." Luck had nothing to do with this. Mm. I mean, I have fought my way my entire life. I finally had the courage to step up and make a really difficult decision. I'm laying in a hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not easy. And I, we hear as we go through the process of investigating this procedure, it's a tool, like you say, it's a tool, a tool, a tool. But there's a difference between those who really internalize that and take personal responsibility and accountability and those who kind of goes in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. And it's during the first uh, year or so, doesn't really matter what you do because the weight comes off. And mm-hmm. there reaches a point in time, my book I call The End of Invincible, that we get to a point where weight loss stops and all mm-hmm. the attention that's been on you of, oh, look at you, stops. Mm-hmm. And it kind of messes with our minds. We very easily fall back into old patterns. And we cannot eat it much at one time, but we can eat the wrong thing all day long. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, big part of it. So personal responsibility and and owning this, that's huge. Yes. And it has a lot to do with our mindset too, doesn't it? Yes. And there there are some that aren't emotionally prepared mm. uh, for a, a change like this. Rapid weight loss, it is just so hard to describe. I mean, I lost 125 pounds in a year. Oh, wow. I went from a size 24 to an 8. Mm-hmm. Clothes in and out, a huge lifestyle change, and it changes not just 
the individual, but relationships everywhere you turn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, mar- marriages and families and all the dynamics change, the way people treat you at work. Um, I speak often on obesity uh, sensitivity and discrimination and bias, weight bias. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting how um, sometimes people lose 100 pounds and people think you're smarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's... Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So I'm. we're coming into a break here in just a moment, Colleen, but as... As we develop this topic, I just realized something else that I want to get into a little bit more with you in our second half today, and that has to do with whatever our story is, what do we do with it? First for ourselves, obviously, that's the obvious piece, but then how do we take that story and really expand that to where it can actually bless the lives of other people as well? Yeah. I think you're going to have something to say about that. I do. I do. So we'll look forward to that next session. As we come back from the break, folks, this is Colleen Cook on Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Live On Purpose Radio listeners. The fact that you're listening to this show probably means that you're a fan of personal development. Your personal development library should include copies of both of my books, Pathological Positivity and the pocket-sized companion, Portable Positivity. There's a .com for both titles so you can share these books with others. I also have a special offer just for listeners of the show. Go to drpauljenkins.com forward slash L-O-P-R for Live On Purpose Radio. I'll send you signed copies of both for a special discounted rate. That's drpauljenkins.com forward slash L-O-P-R. Hi, my name is Chris Crone, and thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. I became financially independent, starting from nothing, by the age of 26. My purpose is to financially liberate the captive. Are you searching for a realistic, proven system in real estate to create enough residual income to retire or fund your dreams? I invite you to learn about a passive, turnkey, proven system and approach to real estate where my team of 200 experts can do all the heavy lifting to create the freedom you're searching for. Visit www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com to get a free copy of my book, The Straight Path to Real Estate Wealth. Just enter the code FREE at www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com. Welcome back, everyone. We've had a great conversation so far with Colleen Cook, who is a specialist in bariatric surgery, recovery, and success. Um, Her book, The Success Habits of Weight Loss Surgery Patients, combines knowledge from the field that just 
creates a tremendous resource. And thank you, Colleen, for putting that out to the world. You bet. We talked just before the break about how, well, let me put it this way. I've, I associate with a group called Addict to Athlete and sometimes speak for them and attend their events and I sponsor their program. And they've got a little saying that your mess becomes your message. And I'm looking at your experience here, and that's kind of what happened, isn't it? Yes, I suppose so. You've been able to bless the lives of other people through your experience and through sharing your story and the things that you've learned. Comment about that for just a minute. I want to just prime that pump. Okay. You know, there's so much more than just the, the, the surgical, the medical, clinical piece of this. Um, when people make this kind of a significant decision and change in their lives, we need lifetime support. We need habits. We need principles. We need a network of people who understand who we are and what we've been through and what we're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, we get to a point in our lives where we don't know what to do or how to move forward, uh, but we have. I hope people recognize that we are where we are at any point in time, because we've chosen to be so. And uh, unless and until, got, our life must be serving us in some way. That kind of stings, uh, Colleen. I know, doesn't it, though? But yeah. that, it, to own that and to recognize that our life must be serving us in some way or else we'd make that change. And unless and until we see the payoff for change being greater than how we're currently being served, there will be no change. Yeah. And as, as, as discouraging and hard some of these places are when we start to make these kinds of big life-changing decisions, uh, it's essential that we recognize what the payoff is and that we'll be better served by making, making hard choices and, and, and for a hopeful, hopeful future. They say that most successful people are those who recognize a group of people going in the same direction and jump in front of them. And that's kind of what I did. Um, I saw people that were, had had similar stories and similar successes and, um, and stepped out as, as a leader to, like I say, organize the chaos of all the information that there was and do some significant research to be able to help those of us um, that need uh, support and, and structure and content to learn to uh, mm-hmm. move forward. So, You see the need and you feel it. Yes. I'm, I'm still a little stuck on something you said earlier, that we choose this. Ah. <laughs> I, I said that stings a little bit, but you know what? I've talked to so many clients and associates, just people that I know, and it's so hard to wrap our heads around, wait a minute, my life is so painful and so difficult right now. How could I ever have chosen this? What could possibly be the payoff of being here? But you're saying you kind of need to come to terms with that, right? We are, we've made our decisions. that have t- taken us down one road and left another road. Mm. And that's where we find ourselves is, is uh, as, you know, of course there are, are people in life who have different things and, and challenges and circumstances that are thrown upon them. 
and uh, but we can't really decide what those things are, but we can choose what to do with those circumstances when we when we find ourselves right. being uh, in spaces we don't want to. But that is a hard thing to take personal responsibility and personal accountability for our lives and the choices that we have made. Mm-hmm. And the, the past is beyond, but the future can and should be anything we want it to be. Mm-hmm. There is always, you, and we get stuck, and I, I'm kind of a, I say often, you know, when I when I run up against a brick wall, which I do, uh-huh. <laughs> everybody does, like, oh, I can't pause, I'm so stuck, I'm right. so, you know, in, in, to the place of my insurance wouldn't pay for it, or uh, my husband won't support it, or different choices where our, our lives are really, we do feel mired down and, and stuck. Mm-hmm. There's always another way. What is another way? What is another possibility? Where is there a glimmer of hope um, where we can slowly work towards the life that we're looking for? Yes. And what you're saying is so powerful because we start from where we are. And that acknowledgement, I've shared with my listeners before how... I learned this when I was driving, and we all do this. You know, you're driving, you get lost in your thoughts, and and you go right past your exit, just yeah. totally miss it, right? And I, I was down in southern Utah going to see a client, and I knew that I had missed my exit when I saw this big, colorful sign. It said, Arizona welcomes you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap, Really? Arizona, this isn't even the right state. This is not what I had in mind, not what I had planned, you know, and how often does that show up in life, right? (laughs) This isn't where I wanted to be. But then I look down, Colleen, and guess whose hands I see on my steering wheel? Oh. (laughs) See, that stings. But that the bad news is also the good news, because if our hands are on the wheel, what can we do? Right, right. And, And that's the point, right? You know, I think as we grow up, older, mm. we become responsible, reasonable, rational adults, and we lose something. Mm. And often I'll ask my audiences to think back to when they were 6 or 8 or 10 or 12 oh, years yeah. old. What did they want to go and do and be? To to dream those huge dreams, and you know it it costs no more to dream a big dream than it does to dream a little dream. Oh, you're so right. And and people that are maybe in a spot that your listeners maybe are in a spot where they feel so trapped, maybe mm-hmm. just to start to re revive those dreams a little bit. Why not? Yes. And look, what's another way? What's another way? And search for hope and support towards that. Yeah. I had a friend of mine say it's better to shoot for the stars and miss than to shoot for the cow pie and hit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or shoot for the moon and land among the stars. Is that yeah. good? Uh, there's different ways that, that people yeah. present that. But that's kind of what you're saying. What is the risk of dreaming big and, and reviving that? You know, when we were young, like you said, we, we believed that we could be and and actually were inside somewhere, this amazing hero. And and then life beats us up a little bit, and we start to forget that we're a hero because we really know that we're a zero, you know. Mm. And 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 lose sight of that dream and that vision. 
But how energizing that is to renew that and to consider, you know what, maybe something really amazing is possible for me. And at a time, it was a stretch for you, right, to believe that yes. you could be this this popular speaker that gets hired to go inspire people at stages around the country, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a stretch for you at a at a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you said five foot two and two hundred and fifty pounds, something like that. Yes. yes, and I, I knew, I knew there was more out there, and I knew I had something to say about it. <laughs> but right. I, I started speaking before I lost my weight. But I felt like my life was not congruent with who I really was. I, as a professional woman, I felt like I would meet people and say, this isn't what I look like. Trust mm. me, this is really not who you're seeing. And so I needed to bring myself into alignment with who who I felt so that I was in line with my message mm-hmm. of, of hope and of being all you can be and of dreaming big dreams and of accomplishing great things and leading and blessing and serving others. I needed to get my life in order and together. And we had to go through years and years of what is another way over mm-hmm. and over. So. Right. What a helpful question that is. What else could this look like? And then get clear about some steps you can take to get there. Yes. What's a way forward? The other thought that I might uh, might share mm-hmm. is that w- the, the work that I have done has been research-based and principle-based. Mm-hmm. Because I think in our lives that we are, uh, our parents said so, our teachers say so, our boss says so, our doctor says so, mm-hmm. um, and the dietitian gives us a list of things to eat and to do. And those rules wear off after a while if they are not founded in our personal understanding of the principles upon which they've been founded. Mm-hmm. So the, the why, and I know that my personality is I need to know why. And once I understand the why, I get it, and I internalize it, and it becomes part of who I am and a strength that helps me make better choices and implement better habits. And so wherever we are in our lives, if we would be able to, I need to do X, Y, Z, if we'll seek out to find the why and the principle that's driving that for ourselves, it'll be much more of a become become who we are. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and lead us to where we want to be. And the why helps to carry you through the how. Yes, yes, if, it's, if we understand. And the greatest um, blessing in my life in this work these 20 years has been the opportunity I've had to pay it forward, to be able to share what I've learned and what I know and what I've done with everybody else and, and use... Perhaps, I don't know how much you got into my book, but it features other people's stories. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at, is when we are willing to listen and to share and to, uh, to truly um, let people live their dreams and mm-hmm. share their knowledge and wisdom. And none of us is smart as all of us. You've heard that before. So I do a lot of collaborating, a lot of um, uh, opportunities for people to share what they know and what their journey has been and what they've learned from it. There's great strength in, in that. Yes. Well, you're doing an amazing job, Colleen. And you. you and I talked a couple of weeks ago about this process of 
of taking your message and then empowering other people to not only apply it, but to actually teach it and share it. And yeah. that, that expands your reach and your impact. Yes, and there are so many wonderful people that I've met through the years that have, mine is a very ordinary story. Um, mm-hmm. I made the decision, had surgery, lost 125 pounds, and there you have it. But there are so <laughs> many absolutely extraordinary stories that of, of, of people at, having made this, this decision. And so, uh, really, I, we've just provided them with the, um, the structure and the program that they then, as licensees, mm-hmm. are taking uh, to their circle of influence and blessing others' lives and teaching, educating, and motivating people with their own stories using the resources that we've developed. Yes. And if any of you listeners are looking at your own life or or someone that you love, and you're thinking, you know, I've been tossing around this idea, bariatric support. If you just go Google that, you're going to find Colleen. Is that right, Colleen? Absolutely. They'll find your programs that way. Amazing resources. But beyond that, I think you have a connection to some powerful principles that you're able to share with people from the stage and in your, in your writings and the things that you're doing. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you or to, to learn more about Colleen Cook? Um, just Google my name or ColleenCook.com. That's, oh, that's my speaking easy. site, and there's some uh, some information there. And then, of course, it clicks over to the Bariatric Support Center site. Uh, mm-hmm. So just ColleenCook.com, two L's, two E's. Two Matt. L's, two E's, ColleenCook.com. Yep. Bring her into your events. This this lady is inspiring and is on target with Living on Purpose. Colleen, thank you so much for joining me at Live on Purpose Radio today. Oh, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Paul. It's that time again, everyone. Go live on purpose. <laughs>